Welcome to Nerd Off, a weekly trivia podcast brought to you by Highball Trivia. Two contestants will face off in 10 categories. Each player will wager 10 or 20 points for their opponent on every question. If a player gets the question right, they get the points. If they get it wrong, their opponent gets the points. At the end of regulation, players will each face two final questions, one in each player's specialty. To earn their wager, which can be any or all of the points they've earned so far, players have to get both questions correct. Now here's your host, Andrew Buxbaum. All right, we have another fantastic show. Somehow I'm still finding people willing to put up with this nonsense. Uh, tonight we have uh, Chuck Yu and we have Ian Schultze. You've heard them on various podcasts. They're they're no stranger to this limelight and uh, it should be a pretty awesome matchup. Uh, Chuck, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, sure, yeah. My, my name's Chuck. I live in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside D.C., um with my wife my daughter skylar who's 15 months old and my two rhodesian ridgebacks um so it's a full house here um and we're not playing trivia uh i like board games and chess and ultimate frisbee and golf and all kinds of other things it's when not when uh, not doing trivia uh you have a 15 month old that you, you you no longer have hobbies come on chuck <laughs> yeah when uh yeah when she when she's napping i do all those things <laughs> and uh she's adorable by the way thank you yeah she's uh <laughs> she's she's very very cute which uh which lets her get away with a lot oh yeah oh that's the only reason the human race has actually continued to exist is babies are really cute because otherwise you would just like throw them in a sack and throw them in the river you know the <laughs> lack of sleep you know the poop you know it's it's, it's not pleasant but they're cute so they get mm -hmm. they get a pass Yep. All right, Ian, how about you yeah. tell us a little about yourself? So I live in Vermont. Um, I do tech support from my home for uh, probably some of your doctor's offices. Um, and in my spare time, besides trying to memorize huge lists of facts for trivia, because that's what I consider fun, um, I do a bit of backpacking. I just uh, finished another section of the Long Trail, which is a trail up here in Vermont that extends from Massachusetts to Canada. And well, I damn. Did, just got off the trail today after doing about 19 miles. Oh, I mean, that's nothing. I did like 100 miles today. Oh, you meant you yeah. walked that? Yes, yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Mine was in a car. Yeah, yeah. Not that's quite my preferred uh, mode of transportation most of the time but this weekend was special oh hey good for you being active is good uh you know you know to each their own i prefer sitting on the couch but you know that's why that's why i have to go on a diet <laughs> all right well i'm really excited to have both of you on you're both first time guests uh but that doesn't mean i'm gonna go easy on you or i might depending on if everything's in your wheelhouse uh your first category is going to be in movies and it's going to be an explain a film plot badly question now chuck how do you think ian is with his movies i don't know how well you guys scouted each other um i'm not gonna lie i did look you up on learned league um but i don't have it up with me right now because you know <laughs> um i'm gonna explain movie plots badly i'm gonna give you mr the 10 on this one and ian what are you wagering for chuck uh so yeah same here i'm gonna go with a uh, 10 Oh, and notice he's not saying whether or not he looked you up. <laughs> he's being cagey. I like it. I like it. I might All have. Right. 
<laughs> it's the smart thing to do and you're both smart players so i wouldn't be surprised all right chuck are you ready i'm going to give you a year and then the film plot explained badly let's do it you're going to give me the film 1977 a terrorist group tries to overthrow the government by bombing its headquarters that's star wars it is star wars you know it depends what what point of view you take on the rebel alliance treacherous scum is what i say hmm I believe I saw some of that Rebel Alliance at the White House on January 6th. Um, all right, Ian, your movie is going to be 2015. The U.S. government spends millions of dollars because a man runs out of potatoes. <laughs> uh, read the book, too. This is The Martian. It is The Martian. I really wish I'd read the book. I haven't done that yet. It's it's one of like the 800 books on my list of books to read that I just haven't gotten to yet because, you know, life it's a quick read yeah no it's yeah i i should maybe uh maybe that'll be this weekend just say fuck it and finally get it done it's a great description though it it really is <laughs> uh, i i love reading the explain a film plot badly tweets they're just so amazing um and you know they make for a question all right so we're off to a strong start uh, just throwing some light jabs back and forth, but your category two is going to be in science. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one does science on any other show anymore. Boo. Science. There we go. Science can't let Jonathan have you know the exclusive rights to science. All right, so Ian, what is the smallest bone in the human body? Do I get oh. the, to tell him how many points he gets for it? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. Hey, um, Chuck, do you think he knows the answer to that question? Uh, I'm going to give him 10 for, for science. And Ian, what do you think Chuck knows about science? I'll give him 10 as well. Yeah, you're both smart guys, so I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of 10s going down here. All right, so Ian, pretend you didn't hear that question in the first place, and then answer <laughs> me. What's the smallest bone in the human body? Smallest bone and in you, the human you lose body. an additional 10 points if you say my penis. Oh, um, well, that's out. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be one of the ones in the ear. Um, I, um, yeah, it's pretty much flipping a three-sided coin here. Um, let's go with the stapes. Well, your three-sided coin flipped correctly. It Excellent. is the stapes. Now, Chuck, stapes is the bone's Latin name. What does that translate to in English? The stirrup. The stirrup. I feel like we might have Dr. Chuck in the house. He answered that real quick. I'm glad I didn't answer with it. Uh, that came up somewhere <laughs> else recently and I got it wrong. Uh, I, I was originally going to have the question be like, name any of the other two bones in the ear. But I was like, ah, I know whoever gets the first question is going to be like, it's between this and this. And then it's like, okay, well, there you go. You just ruin the next question. Now but, I'm no, something else, I think. Yeah, um, I probably should have had that down for flavor text, but, you know, I didn't. I just know it's, you know, the uh, the hammer, the anvil, and the stirrup. I forget mm -hmm. uh, what they all translate to. But all right, good job. We're, uh, we're still pleasantly tied through two questions. Your third category is going to be in sports. Ian, what do you think Chuck knows about sports? Ultimate Frisbee is a sport. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm acknowledging it as a sport. I can't throw a Frisbee for the life of me. He's a little salty about the uh, ultimate Frisbee, so I'm going to say he knows a little something about sports. I'll give him a 10. 
All right. And Chuck, what does Ian know about sports outside of hiking? I'm going to throw the first 20 out there. Ooh. Good choice. All right. Well, Chuck, what WNBA player, uh, what WNBA players released from a Russian jail is being negotiated by the Biden administration? Griner. That is correct. And Ian, in a similar situation uh, with, uh, with China, three students on the men's basketball team from what college, known for winning the most men's men's, most men's basketball championship, were arrested in China for shoplifting. Their freedom negotiated by the Trump administration. So we're looking for the school that those students hey. were from. I don't get a sports question. It's basically a current events uh, question. Oh, it's it's related. It's about athletes that were detained. Uh, most uh, NCAA basketball titles, you said? Yep. I got a few tossing around in my head. Well, that's better than having none tossing around in there. Yeah. it's I've got Duke, Kansas State, UCLA, um, UConn. I, I don't. Um, so let's go with, let's go with Duke. Well, we have our first incorrect answer. You said it in there. Uh, UCLA is the, uh, winningest team in men's college basketball with 11 championships. Ouch. It's okay. It's still early. Yeah. So, um, one of the, uh, ball kids was involved in that. And, uh, when LeVar ball did not, uh, appreciate trump as much as trump thought he should have been for helping negotiate that deal trump came out and said he should have left them there (laughs) that's being the bigger man yeah that's a nice classy move right we should leave citizens detained abroad for you know minor crimes (laughs) all right so your fourth category today is going to be tv uh chuck what do you think ian knows about tv i'll give him 10 on this one and Ian, what do you think Chuck's TV TV knowledge is? Uh, did all right with the film, so let's go with ten. TV and film are related, right? They are both a visual medium. Yes. All right. So, Ian, this fire starter was the youngest person to ever host SNL. Um, Drew Barrymore. It is Drew Barrymore. Good job. And Chuck, the Godfather of Drew Barrymore, is what director? who, while known for blockbusters, got his start on television shows, including an episode of Columbo. Oh, boy. Um, If it helps, he's also the godfather of Gwyneth Paltrow. uh, That does not help, (laughs) shockingly enough. Didn't think it would, which is why I added it. (laughs) Um, I'll say Coppola. It's probably wrong, but... Oh, you picked the wrong word to attach in there. Godfather is just all it is, is, you know, the, the, the role of being the godfather. Uh, if I were to ask you what the first summer blockbuster was, oh, is that uh, that Jaws? Jaws is the first summer blockbuster, that's yeah. why I threw the word blockbuster in there. Oh, is and that it Spielberg? Is Spielberg. Yeah. Yep, it's okay. Ian, thanks you for those points. You're welcome. Some off the cuff flavor text for mm-hmm. you. Did you hear about what Spielberg did when Barrymore, Drew Barrymore, was on in Playboy? I'm, I'm hoping he didn't buy that issue. Well, he basically had his art department create an alternate um, issue of the magazine and then sent that to her. Oh, and it was basically all her pictures. But in all her pictures, she was clothed again. (laughs) Not sure if that's cute or weird. (laughs) Right. It's a little of both. Yeah. Like, I feel like it was meant to be cute and, you know, 
because we're you know not spielberg level rich and crazy we we find it a little odd <laughs> i did uh so in a book exchange once i actually did i got a uh i got a copy of playboy in braille of all things mm-hmm. i want to say it was what is the, it like for the uh on like the chest area does it is it is it like the cup size in braille uh as far as I can tell, there were no pictures in it. And I never bothered to learn enough Braille to actually read it. But it's like it, it it's like it's like the thickness of like a of like a legit book. Like wow. Like five or six magazines thick. I mean that makes that makes sense with you know you know the amount of braille it would take to do the to do the articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually kind of fascinating. Although I think it would be funnier if it was like pictures, because then it's like, hmm, landing strip. Nice. <laughs> yeah, as far as I can tell, there were none, there were none of those in there. So, all right. Well, uh, Ian, you had said something about wanting a current events question, didn't you? Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah. During the sports category. Well, guess what? It's now time for the Jeffrey Sigurton Trivia Mastery Initiative current events round. Jeffrey, who is currently in Las Vegas, has his um, weekly trivia PDF that everyone should buy. I do not get a kickback from this in any way. I just love the damn thing. It it started off as like a nice bailout for me to like write games. Um, and then I was just like, ooh, this is just like a good weekly category. It's not just an if I need a last minute question. Like, I like having this around. All right. So, Ian, what do you think Chuck knows about current events? Oh, let's see. He lives or near Washington, D.C. in Maryland, so I'm betting he knows a little bit, um, given that, no, I'm, you probably can't avoid it, uh, at least political current events there. <laughs> um, so I will stick with my 10. All right. And Chuck, what about for Ian? He's out there in the woods. Maybe he's not so in touch with everything. Well, he was complaining about uh, not getting a current events-related sports question, so I'm going to assume that he likes current events, and I'm going to give him 10. He did tip his hand there. That sounds like someone who buys this PDF. Um, all right. I Let's do, see. and I reviewed it before this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's well played. I mean, you can pretty much be guaranteed one question each week if you do that. Um, I know you're no, but <laughs> Well, it, it really is like the one of the two best current event resources out there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's see so how much I retained. <laughs> we're on an odd number of questions. So, Chuck, this one goes to you first. This beverage will no longer be sold in green bottles, allowing the bottles to be recycled more times. Uh, that is Sprite. That is Sprite. Obey your thirst, Chuck. Obey it. Obey and Ian, this frozen treat, produced by Klondike for almost 40 years, will be discontinued effective immediately. Maybe try to grab one on a Tuesday before they're gone totally. That is a Choco Taco. And I thought they uh, just announced that they're bringing it back, too. Did they really? I saw something on Facebook about it uh, before. Was that all just a marketing ploy? I feel like I gotta go get one now. I've never had one in my life. I haven't, but like once when they said they were being discontinued, I felt like I had to go find them. (laughs) Yeah, my my, uh, my fiance loves them. And like that, that used to be like one of her go-tos on the ice cream truck, apparently. But like most people that I've encountered have like either not had one or like, you know, had one once upon a time, but like everyone just came out of the woodwork. Like, Oh my God, the Choco taco. 
Like, I have no idea where that came from. I know someone offered to like buy the rights to them to the Chaco Taco if they were just going to discontinue it. I don't know. If, I don't know if they um, Klondike officially decided to bring it back, but yeah, someone just offered Fair. to buy it off of them. Now, when Twinkie went out before it came back, I did make a mad rush to get boxes and boxes of Twinkies. Are they I'm in your like, lie. Are they in your uh, your safe room for the nuclear pocket or the zombie apocalypse? No. Uh, once they came back, I ate them all. Although the new ones aren't as good, I will say that. Mm. It's very unfortunate. Okay. So halfway through this game, it's nice and close. It's a 60 to 50 game with Chuck just barely on top. Your sixth category, gentlemen, is going to be in finance. Ian, what do you think Chuck knows about finance? I don't know, but I don't think this is, uh, you know, top of everyone's mind. Um, and not always right out there on the headlines. So I'll give him 20. All right. And Chuck, same to you. What do you think Ian knows about finance? I'm going to throw the 20 back at him. Ooh, high stakes question. Mm-hmm. All right. So Ian, the Fed, the central bank of the U.S., was created under the Federal Reserve Act, signed into law by what U.S. president? Uh, this is my question, right? Yes, it is, sir. That is Woodrow Wilson. That is indeed Woodrow Wilson. Very nice. Which was also mentioned in Jeffrey's Secure at Hand. Yes, it was. Trivia yes, Mastery it was. Initiative. Yeah, when I started reading his little uh, paragraph at the bottom on the Fed, I was just like, ooh, I could get a whole other category out of this sheet right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chuck, this chairman of the Fed from 1987 to 2006 coined the term irrational exuberance during the dot-com bubble of the 90s. Uh, I believe that was Alan Greenspan. That was, in fact, Alan Greenspan. So no big waves made on this question, but we're still both doing a great job. All right, your next category is in space, the final frontier. Uh, Ian, what do you think Chuck knows about space? Uh, well, if it's a current events question that was in uh, Trivia Mastery <laughs> Initiative, um, Half of this category might be. <laughs> the first question. So let's give him 10. Okay. And Chuck, what about for Ian? Ooh, for space. Um, space, uh, space. I'll stick, space, with, the, space, I'll stick space. with 10 on this one. Sticking with 10. Okay. All right. So we've got an odd number question. Chuck, you're up first. Post Star Trek, this actress worked as part of a special program to recruit to recruit minority and female personnel for NASA. Is this uh, Nichols? It is. It is. R.I.P. R.I.P. Indeed. She was pretty awesome. All right, Ian. Captain Kirk himself went into space on July in July 2021 aboard a craft belonging to what company owned by Jeff Bezos? Oh, you had to ask for the company, didn't you? Um, well, yeah. Which one is his? Um, I think his is Blue Origin, so I'll go with that. His is Blue Origin. And they have some nice phallically shaped ships because billionaires are just so insecure. And I'd be very happy to uh, take some of their money. If there's any billionaires listening, uh, if you'd want to throw me something, that'd be great. Although of like the 50 people that listen to this, I don't think any of them are billionaires. But, uh, you know, you never know. You never know. You gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> your next category is the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's a category on phobias. Ian, what do you think Chuck knows about phobias? Do you think he's scared over there? I don't 
think so, but uh, these can get kind of weird with their uh, Greek and Latin roots and whatnot. So let's go with 20. 20. All right. And Chuck, what about for Ian? Ooh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Ian ten on this. All right, Ian, you're up first. Anginophobia, A N G I N O phobia, is the fear of what? George W. Bush might have developed it during a scary incident in his presidency. George W. Bush. Oh, um, so it's probably not to do with broccoli because that was his father. <laughs> Um, I don't know for sure, but in talking about scary incidents, I'm guessing that there's a bit of sarcasm in that. So I'm going to go with that shoe throwing incident that we had. I'm going to go with fear of shoes. <laughs> well, that's a great guess. I was being a little bit flippant, flippant with scary incident. It was the, uh, the pretzel choke. It's the choking on the pretzel. <laughs> incident. <laughs> so it's actually a fear of choking. And that's what you're going to have to hope that Chuck does right here. Let's see if he chokes. All right, Chuck. Bolshephobia, B-O-L-S-H-E, phobia, is the fear of what? It's a fear that perhaps Vladimir Putin has. Bolshephobia. Like, let's see. Sounds like Bolshevik, but uh, fear that Vladimir Putin would have. Is it the uh, is it the fear of being overthrown? No, you were you were on the right track at first. It is literally the fear of Bolsheviks. Really? <laughs> yes. There's a fucking fear for everything. <sighs> we live in That's a impressive. scary society. But with that, that is impressive. We now have a tie game again, gentlemen. Is that really a concern these days, though? Are there still Bolsheviks? I mean, there's Pastafarians. You don't think there's Bolsheviks? Not a bad point. <laughs> there's a little of everything out there for better and worse you know <laughs> listen a lot of a lot of groups out there it's like yay you're finally getting acknowledged and then some groups out there it's just like no that's not a thing no <laughs> all right question number nine is in the category of music chuck what do you think ian knows about music i'll give him 20 and ian what do you think chuck knows about music I'll give him 20 as well. Ooh, trading some 20s. All right, so Chuck, what was the original name of pop punk band Green Day? After you hear the answer, you might think that they were named by Guns N' Roses. Oh, I used to know this. Green Day. Um, oh, I don't even have a good answer for you. I'm, I'm just going to I'm, I'm gonna punt this one. Ooh, you're punting. Okay, this isn't a sports category. There's no punting. Uh, but the answer is Sweet Children was the original name of Green Day. Oh, interesting. All right. Yep, yep. Hence the uh, Guns N' Roses clue. Hmm. All right, Ian, big opportunity for you. You can blow this wide open here. Naked Toddler was the original name of what band? They really should be glad they sacrificed that name. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there's a a name i've never heard before Sacrifice. and chuck you're you're mere months away from having one of those running around your house <laughs> she started walking last week so uh oh, it's all over now buddy game over yeah pretty much game over man nothing is high enough i'm just gonna tell you that right now oh that's absolutely true could you reread the question absolutely naked toddler was the original name of what band they really should be glad they sacrificed that name. Naked toddler. 
sacrificed. It's got to be some sort of metal band, right? Right? Um, I don't know. I don't see anything like fronted by Barry Manilow being called Naked Toddler. Uh, oh, Shot in the Dark. I'm going to go with Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Looks like you guys are just trading points on this one. Uh, the answer is actually Creed. The Sacrifice, and there was a, a nod to their song, My Sacrifice, mm. which I find odd because Scott Stapp is like like super religious and like a lot of his music is religious. So Naked Toddler being their original name is just weird. I had a different guess for that one for a sec. I, th- I was thinking like Lamb of God or something like that. Like I was, I was on the metal oh, track. That too. would have been a good one too. Yeah, yeah no, uh, it, you should have gone the fake metal track. Mm. <laughs> you know, wannabe rockers like Nickelback. Although I do like Nickelback, I do, I do, I do. I, uh, they're not my favorite band. They're not one of the greatest bands of all time. Don't get me wrong. They're a mediocre band. Maybe it's but a little embarrassing, as- but I was, I was obsessed with the song. Um, uh was it one last breath by creed back in around 2003 or so i believe it's when it came out put it on one of my first mix cds there's nothing wrong with that even shitty bands have good songs from time to time so don't even don't even be remotely ashamed okay we're heading into the last question of regulation tied at 120 it's gonna be uh in a category of food chuck what do you think ian knows about food uh he is gonna get 10 he's gonna get 10 playing it safe here and ian what do you think chuck knows about food uh i don't think uh food is that popular of a topic trivia wise so i'm gonna go with 20 all right taking the chance all right so ian for you while a banger might be a great song here in the u.s it's what food in the uk i believe those are sausages they are sausages, but don't ask what's in it, right? You don't want to see how it's made. <laughs> All right, Chuck, let's see if you can retaliate here or if uh, Ian's going to head into the uh, final with a lead. Uh, while you might associate the word rocket with space here in the U.S., in the U.K., it is what food item? The name rocket is likely derived from the item's northern Italian dialect name of ruchetta. R-U-C-H-E-T-T-A. Uh, that is arugula. How the hell did you know that? No, but seriously. Um, I, I heard at some point, and uh, I don't know. I like food. Damn. I eat, I, I eat no. every day. <laughs> like, food is, is one of my favorite categories. If any of you have stalked my learned league, it's, it's either my top or my second highest category. It goes back and forth. But... No, no one ever gives me points for a food question. And like, that's me and Matt. That was one like I remembered loosely hearing, but I didn't remember it. So, like, when I was, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, that's going to be a good one for a question 10. And then, like, Chuck's like, oh, yeah, I know that one. Cold. Well, heading yeah. into your final categories here, Chuck, you have a slight lead 140 to 130. Uh, I will remind the two of you and let the audience know for the first time what your final categories are. And then you guys can uh, message me your wagers. Wagering is going to be very important here in a 10 point game. Uh, Ian, you picked the topic of Pink Floyd and Chuck, you picked the topic of chess. So message me those wagers. Those scores one more time. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, Chuck with 140 and Ian with 130. A nice tight game. Be uh be careful, uh, Ian, because remember Chuck says he's good at math. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I just messaged the waiter to everyone, so, you know. Oh, well, pretend you didn't do that. All right. <laughs> and maybe he's faking you out, Ian. Maybe he messaged me a separate wager. Might have. You should have my wager now. You can't wager a thousand, Ian. <laughs> All right. So your wagers are locked. We're going to start with the category of Pink Floyd. Ian, how many number one singles did Pink Floyd have in the U.S.? Chart positions are one of my weaker topics. Um, number ones in the U.S.? Yes, sir. I'm going to go with, uh, I will go with three. Ian says three. Okay. Chuck, your question in Pink Floyd, and because I like to be a little friendly to uh, everyone who this isn't their category. So, you know, you got some tie-ins to other kinds of categories here. What Pink Floyd album is said to sync up very well to The Wizard of Oz? Uh, Works best if you're high. I'm sure it does. I can tell you where to start this album. <laughs> is it the second or third roar of the lion? The third. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say the wall. Okay, so Chuck says the wall. All right, we're moving on to chess. Chuck, what was the name of the first computer to beat a grandmaster in a game of chess? Um Let's see. Deep Blue had the match against Kasparov in the mid-90s, um, and it won at least one of those games. question is if it was one before that. I'll stick with Deep Blue. Um, so, yes, Deep Blue did beat Kasparov. I will give you that. I won't tell you whether it's the first one or not, though. You're going to have to wait till Ian answers this one. So, Ian, in what novel was Deep Thought the name of the computer used to calculate the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything? Is it just mentioned in the one? Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but I thought it was mentioned in more, in more than just the one book of that series. But I'll go with Hitchhiker's Guide. All right, so let's reveal some answers. We'll go in, uh, go in some reverse order here. Uh, Ian, you are right. It is Hitchhiker's Guide. I wasn't sure if it was if that particular computer was uh, in more because uh, Hitchhiker's Guide is the only one I've read. <laughs> but I was wondering are... if the answer was just going to be life, the universe and everything could have gone that way. Definitely. Um, Chuck, Deep Blue did beat Kasparov, but it was not the first computer to beat a Grandmaster. Deep Thought was uh, the computer that uh, beat I, for, I forget what Grandmaster it was. Kasparov, you know, dispatched Deep Thought very quickly. Like, it, it mm -hmm. couldn't even, like, he made light work of it. it. It came nowhere near beating him. But then Deep Blue later uh, later did that. Yeah. So actually, uh, one, of the, uh, Deep Thought. one of the, uh, one of my chess boards is actually autographed by um, one of the, the, by the Grandmaster that worked with IBM on Deep Blue. Uh, his name was Joel Benjamin. Damn. Yeah, that's impressive in like the most nerdy way possible. All right. So, Chuck, the Pink Floyd album said to sync up to The Wizard of Oz. You were too busy playing Ultimate Frisbee in college and not getting high. It's uh, Dark Side of the Moon. No, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot, a lot's coming down to this question here. Chuck has missed both so far. Ian has one. Did Ian get his Pink Floyd question right? Pink Floyd only had one number one hit in the U.S. So this is very much coming down to wagers, gentlemen, as no one got both final questions correct. Ian, 
you were trailing heading into this. Tell us what you wagered. I wagered 11. Bringing you down to 119. Okay, still a solid score. And depending on what Chuck did here, which we're all about to find out through the power of editing, because <laughs> he totally didn't just message it to everyone. Um, Chuck, what did you wager? Uh, well, I went with the old Trivial Warfare adage of champions bet zero, and uh, I went ahead and bet zero. Well, in this case, champions betting zero did work out well with a final score of 140 to 119. Chuck, you have conquered Ian. Good game, Ian. That was that Good was uh, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the even matchup I was hoping it was going to be. When uh, when I was first talking to Ian about having him on, I'm like, I wonder who, like, who am I going to put? Like, I like to try to make the matches as even as I can just knowing people. And I'm like, you know what? Chuck would actually be a great matchup here. And sure enough, it was. You have like a file of everyone's, uh, you have a file of everyone's learning league scores. Well, no, but like listening to all the trivia podcasts for the last like five and a half years, you, you, mm-hmm. you pretty much know. And yeah, sure enough, that was a hell of a close game, guys. Yeah. Um, all I've got left for you, gentlemen, is on your way out. If you have anything you want to plug, promote, anything, uh, you know, just something you want to say to the 50 people that listen to this. Uh, Ian, you uh, were our runner up here, so we'll let you get your words in first. Uh, so something that's near and dear to my heart, I've been volunteering at an animal shelter for about the last 12 or so years. So um, if you're looking for a for dog or cat or even rabbit, rat, or guinea pig, uh, go check out your local shelter great message right there yeah i i love animals i could never work at a shelter just because i would be taking everything home with me why i would just feel have, so bad why do you think we have four dogs and seven cats holy oh holy wow God. matter of fact the one i took hiking this weekend just walked in the office coincidental <laughs> how, how, how'd you guys do during the uh the cat food shortage that there was oh we do did all right we uh actually feeding raw uh, food so kind of okay. run into any problems with that yeah you got lucky there because we only have two and like i couldn't like touch their favorite foods for a while and they were being so persnickety about trying other things you know as cats are mm-hmm. all right chuck what do you want to say on your way out here champ um so uh, i i want to say um you know support your local uh your local libraries especially your children's library um we take sky to the uh to the children's library every weekend get her whole stack of books read to her every night and uh you know she she enjoys it it's a good time good way for us to spend time with her and to kind of bond with her a little bit um and really it's it's just a great place to go uh they have uh they have like stem stem activities and story time and like um and just all kinds of all kinds of fun things for kids to do and it's uh it's really a great place to um just to go hang out with them so uh yeah support your local libraries especially your children's library if you have one absolutely Listen, I loved libraries as a kid, but like they seem even better now, now that I have a kid and it's just like, it, 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 Chuck, you're absolutely right. It really is an amazing experience for them. They're learning, but they're having fun. You're bonding mm-hmm. with them. It's just a win-win all around and yeah, reading and, is uh, fundamental. Uh, our, our local children's library actually has a, um, a bunch of toys lying around, but they have a bucket for, you know, if your kid, it says, did your child lick that, put it here in this bucket here. Um, and there is one, there is one specifically for my kid. 
<laughs> she has her she has her wow. own wow yeah. she has her own licket bucket she has her own licket bucket <laughs> oh god i don't miss that phase there was a solid like year probably from about one and a half to two and a half where literally everything went in my kid's mouth oh yeah absolutely it's like you could just turn around for a second you turn back and like stuff that was nowhere near him is somehow in his mouth it's like how how did you do this tonight it was diaper cream Ooh, fun (laughs) fun all right well uh we've kept you from your lovely wife long enough that the baby's probably burned the house down so you should probably get back to that um ian you should probably get back to walking one of your 800 animals <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for doing this this was hey, a blast thanks for having yeah, me thanks great game Chuck. all right you you game definitely man. will both be back because this was awesome that's it for this episode of nerd off tune in next week same nerd time same nerd channel